Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host, Richie Schneiderite. Uh, Richie, we got a, a few interesting topics to discuss. Uh, Rutgers yes. offered another five-star prospect out of the class of 2024 yesterday, so we'll go into that. We have some updates on both of Rutgers' top portal targets in terms of basketball. Mm-hmm. And we have a football recruiting update. Sounds like there's a big event that's going to be happening in a few weeks. Uh, but let's just start right off the top. Asa Newell, the five-star Top 10 overall player in the class of 2024. He plays at Montverde Academy in Florida. He's originally also from Florida. You got to caveat that because those big schools tend to just take kids from all over the country. But he is a Florida native. Rutgers offered him yesterday. Now, that was, what, July 18th? It's very late in the cycle to be offering any kid in the class of 2024, let alone kids that are ranked that high. What was the thought process here? Tell us a little bit about more of the thought that went into that. We can go into Ace's game. So first off, um, I found this out uh, recently, and I, I just found it out like a second ago, actually. He's actually an Athens, Georgia native, but he played his, okay. game, he played his high school ball in Florida and then went to Mount Verde. So okay. that's kind of where the whole like Georgia lean type thing kind of comes into play. But okay. uh, yeah, so that Rutgers saw him out at the uh, USA mini camp or not mini camp, the World Cup um, out in Hungary when Steve Peichel, Brandon Knight went out there to watch Dylan Harper. Everyone's like, well, oh my God, the only head coach to go see Dylan Harper. Yeah, because Dylan Harper's leaning Rutgers. Yeah, we all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, they saw Asa out there as well. And um, they got to know his game a little bit more. And then I was told the other day, um, you saw him tweet out the offer. I think it was yesterday, day before, whatever. Um, and he tagged Coach Williamson, and I found out that Coach Williamson is actually has a connection to the family. So basically based on that, they just kind of started learning more and more about his game and kind of realizing, I mean, I think everyone knew how good of a prospect he was, but the fact that they got to see him in person kind of helped evaluate them a little more. Uh, and Rutgers has to, wants to build this Fab Five class. Like that's what they want to do at the end of the day. I know they technically only have three right now. Dylan would be four. And we have never really talked. I shouldn't say we never have. We've, we've mentioned it previously, but we never talked about a potential fifth prospect in this class. But this would kind of be it, as he could be like a four-man for them and uh, probably bump everyone down a level because you'd probably put Ace at the three, maybe Dylan at the one, and someone else at the two, or vice versa. There's a lot of lineups that you can make, especially when, at the end of the day, you're not going to say no to Ace Newell, who's a top 20 kid, another five-star, like – this is a this is just an interesting offer late in the process because I said before he is a Georgia lean. He's an Athens Georgia native. His brother's a walk on at Georgia, um, but yeah, I mean they're they're definitely gonna see if they can get him on campus at least for a visit. Yeah, and so Asa uh, to go, like you said, they played to he and Dylan played together at the U nineteen FIBA World Cup in Hungary. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Ace was also part of that training camp. It sounds like Ace probably would have made the team had he not gotten sick. But Asa actually, as a, I assume he's 16, maybe he's 17, as one of the youngest players on the team, he led the team in minutes at the tournament. He averaged 21.2 minutes per game, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, to put it in comparison, Dylan averaged 18.8. <clears throat> I think they both were starters uh, in most games. Yep. He shot 51% from the field at the tournament. He shot 86% from the free throw line. He averaged uh, six rebounds a game, uh, two two blocks a game, and seven and a half seven point seven points per game. He had the highest plus minus of anybody on the team. Um, he's a really good player. Uh, like you said, he kind of is a similar player to Ace Bailey, and it's funny because mm-hmm. Ace's nickname is also Ace, so they kind of have a funny play on words there. But yeah, it sounds uh, like uh, from everything I've heard uh, from reaching out to some sources. It sounds like Pykele's just, you know, feeling himself. They want to build that Fab five, 5 class. And, you know, when you already arguably have number one and number two, maybe that gets bumped down once Cooper Flag reclassifies. Uh, this is this is turning into, you know, why not? Let's go for it. Let's see if we can get, garner any interest. I, I've heard you, you've said that Coach Smoke has a connection to the family. We're still trying to suss out what that actually is. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, they're going for it here. Yeah, so basically, um, yeah, honestly, it's fab. It's a legit Fab Five level class. Like you got Bryce Dorch, probably not a one and done. Lathan Summerall, probably not a one and done. But Ace and Dylan are almost guaranteed one and dones. I'd probably argue this kid is too. Just uh, switching over and transitioning to talking about his game a little bit. He he's just a really good player. He's got a great combination of skill and size, skill set and size. Um, he's been generating interest from professional scouts. Um, they've been watching him a ton, especially with the, the USA under 19 camp and all that stuff. Um, twitchy, super athletic, and he's tall and lengthy too. I know, I know we say that a lot with most of these guys, but this man is just a lengthy player. That is a menacing shot blocker. Yes. Um, it's just, it's, I was watching the tape before and it's it just can change the direct the trajectory of just about any shot um, put in front of him. So it's, it's a great defender as well. And it kind of, I don't want to compare his game to Ace. It's a little different, but uh, he, he's just a really good player. He's got a really consistent mid-range. Um, trying to read my fucking notes right, right here. Uh, as a back-to-the-rim presence, uh, wiry forward, uh, twitchy, fluid athleticism. Yeah, all the, all the stuff I already said. Uh, he's just a great player overall. And I mean, like, top 20 kid. Um, so, yeah, I found out. Um, just got some little info cooking in the background. Uh, got some messages sent out, but... One of our, one of their AAU coaches for uh, Newell's team is uh, connected to Marlon Williamson, and that's kind of where that connection comes from. So, kind of stems back to the similar thing with Brandon Knight and Omar Cooper AAU and Ace. Now it's Marlon Williamson, uh, coach, coach at AAU and uh, one family at AAU. I think it was. Is that what it was? Florida-based yep. AAU program, and Mario Williamson's really close with them. So that's kind of the connection there, and that's kind of what you need going forward. That's how you get most of these kids is based on the AAU coaches. It's no longer like the high school coaches. Yes, they have a relationship with the college coaches, but AAU is basically – that's it now. <laughs> no one I don't want to say no one cares about the high school anymore, but it's basically all AAU. Like you see the AAU circuits in the summer, and there's 50, 60, 70 college coaches just watching every single game possible. Like – Yep. So, but anyway, that is the connection there. He has a connection to their AAU program, hence the offer. And I'm sure he's not just going to, Marlon Williams is not just going to throw out an offer, number one, without going running it by Pike or Brandon Knight or whoever. Mm-hmm. Number two, they're not going to just throw out an offer unless they think they have a shot, in my opinion. I think they're a little confident in it, and I think they have a shot. 
uh, a legitimate shot, although he is considered a Georgia lean right now. I think you get him to campus, you sell him on the fact that he can play with Ace and play with potentially Dylan at the next level, and you get that Fab Five level class, and then you got three solidified starters next year right there. Yeah, and to put some more color behind the, the Georgia lean, his brother is a walk-on at Georgia right now, his, his uh, older brother Jaden. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like they are in the lead. Um, I know Indiana feels good about where they sit. It sounds like there's a lot of teams feeling really good about where they sit. Um, which is a lot of times means that there's a lot of teams don't really know how they sit. Um, so maybe they saw an opportunity, like kids still uncommitted, maybe try and, you know, get an in with him. I've heard a lot of people compare him to, to Trace Jackson Davis too, to kind of give you a little bit more of an idea of the player. Mm-hmm. He could be just like a very athletic, athletic four. He doesn't really have much of an, an outside shot, but is really dangerous in the mid range and, and in the paint. Um, and is an elite defender, truly elite defender. So uh, I think his development in terms of his outside shot will be the most important thing to kind of determine whether or not he's going to be, you know, a lottery pick or whether or not he's going to be a guy who has to stay for maybe two years in college. Yeah, I'm looking now. Um, there's AAU teams part of the New Balance circuit. Ooh. So apparently there's a New Balance circuit. <laughs> um, did not know that at all, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's and it would be the first Florida kid that they've actually landed because we'll consider him a Florida kid that they've landed since Corey Sanders, probably. If I had to guess, yeah, yeah, I don't think they they really don't hit Florida that much for uh, basketball, especially with the Northeast being the basketball breeding ground of talent. Yeah, and just a little bit more about you know high school versus AU. Like, how many kids have you covered in basketball who literally attend a different high school every year in in terms of basketball, and so. They're always That's, moving around, but the one thing they stick with is they tend to stick with the same AAU program. Those are the, the you know, the guys yeah. that they end up spending the most time with, have the best connections with. And that's why, you know, when, when a guy has an AAU coach who's also his mentor, advisor, whatever they want to call it, it's why, because they stick with them throughout their entire journey, whereas high school programs tend to come and go for a lot of these kids. Yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, they were also participated in um... – the on the radar hoops event. And if you recall who else participated in on the radar hoops tournament event, whatever the hell it was, Ace mm-hmm. Bailey and AOT. So there's, yep. there's a little, little connection there as well. So, I mean, um, he's, he's played alongside Ace and Dylan at the USA camp, played alongside Dylan in Hungary, where I'm sure that team, there was probably team bonding stuff. Um, those guys just get to know each other better because they're all playing together for overseas and they don't know anyone else. Yep. Um, so, I mean, maybe if, if potentially Dylan said something to him too and just said, like, hey, man, like, any chance you're interested? Like, let's, let's figure mm-hmm. out if we could do something here. So, it's uh, yeah, a lot of the times you're, you know, your recruits end up being your best recruiters because ultimately that's who these kids are all going to be playing with is the players. So, yeah. um, I we've both seen that Ace is just a dynamic recruiter for this class. Uh, he's been on Dylan, you know, ever since he committed. Um, and he could be, you know, like like you said, they played together in the trials, so he got to know Ace probably a little bit. He's probably seen him at different AAU events. Definitely mm-hmm. knows Dylan well, after, especially after the trip to Hungary. That's they always talk about, um, you know, the relationships these Team USA guys build at events like the Olympics, and you know, three or four years later, you might see a super team get built up around guys who really bonded over these these international events, and it's no different for high schoolers too. Yeah. Not all high schoolers, but you know, kids who are 16, 17, 18 years old. Um, yeah, it's uh, it'd be a hell of a get if you could figure uh, figure it out. 
Um, he hasn't scheduled a visit. He hasn't done anything like that yet. But it would not shock me if he did, to be honest. So we'll wait and see what happens there. And get him on campus for a big game. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, so signing day, I guess, would be before the season starts for these kids, unless you decide to wait until the, the late signing period. I think it's November. Yeah, it's November. So yeah. I don't know if there would be any games played because opening day is the 6th, I believe. So I don't know if there's any games so. played before signing day. Yeah, it's true. Um, let's pivot to the, the actual team next year. I know we had some uh, transfer portal talk recently where we said there'd be an announcement today and that there would be a visit upcoming for another guy. Let's start with Austin Williams. Uh, he initially was going to announce today. That got pushed back. Tell us a little bit about why and what's going on with his recruitment. Yeah, so Austin Williams is uh, – he's not actually going to decide today. I know that was a previous plan. That's what he told me, actually. Um, but uh, after talking to a couple sources, he's going to push that back a little bit. He has to finish his summer course first. Once he finishes that summer course and gets that done and over with, and as long as he passes, he'll, he'll be a scar at night, in my opinion. Um, I shouldn't even say my opinion. It's probably like a full blown fact at this point. Um, but yeah, he's just finishing up a course that technically if he's still at FIU, I don't know if that's true or not because you could take summer courses. I think just about anywhere. Yeah. Um, especially most courses have online availability for summer for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he's going to, uh, as soon as he graduates and if it is FIU, I looked into the academic calendar that technically grades aren't have to be submitted until the 31st. Mind you, they can be submitted beforehand because I think the semester ends on the 26th. So it gives uh, professors, educators, whatever you want to call them, uh, six days, five days notice to uh, submit those grades. Um, I think he's going to – I can't see why he wouldn't pass. From what I was told, he's already like passing the class with flying colors. It's just a matter of him getting that course done, and then he'll be able to go to Rutgers and start, a, start up practice, which I think starts – what did I say? I said it on the boards. The first, I believe. No, that's not right. The 25th, I believe it starts. So maybe you announce it right before that and just get him on campus and hopefully gets his grade a day early or something. Yeah, because these guys, I mean, you have to have your roster rounded out by the time they go on that that international trip because that's going to be so important for team building this year, so important for you know trying things out. Because I imagine so a lot of this is trying to tinker with the lineup, especially with so many of the minutes you've lost from last year at this point. Like you need to see like how – these guys can actually work together. You know what I mean? Um, so I imagine that's like a very fun and, and stressful exercise at the same time. Like it's fun because you're going to be doing things different. I, I fully expect a higher tempo offense this year, but kind of nerve wracking because like you're putting guys who haven't been put in these positions under Pykele before to uh, perform, especially because we all know he's a defense first guy. Like the, the, the amount of defense, the amount of intensity you need to have in Steve Peichel's defensive systems is, is pretty intense. So uh, I know I said intense there twice, but uh, no, no, no better term for it. Spot on. He's, he's, he's a great player. I think he's, I, I know everyone tends to disagree with me all of a sudden because they, they want to see Derek Simpson as the, one of the starters, but I, I think he's a starter. I don't think that's a question. Um, he's, he's a great defender and he can play, he can either guard the two or the three. He's a good shooter, or not great shooter. He's a, a good complimentary player next to uh, Noah Fernandes, and it could be a – I got to drive to the rim a lot more than than Fernandes will. I know Fernandes has that in his game a little bit, in his bag, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think he's a good fit, and he, he can score, obviously. Uh, before he got hurt, he was a pretty good player. The only issue is, is do you want a backcourt of two guys that were injured last year? Yeah. That's the big question mark. So. Yep. 
So we'll see there. Um, the other guy we've previously talked about um, as a player Rutgers was targeting was former Temple and Iowa State guard uh, Jeremiah Williams. Uh, so Jeremiah Williams is supposed to take a visit this weekend, uh, the 24th. Um, that's he's supposed weekend. to, but he's taking a visit. Um, tell us a little bit about his recruitment um, and, and what you're hearing about him, because I think there might be some some medical a me- medical situation that is important to to kind of underline here. Medical waiver. We'll, we can get into all of that. Uh, Jeremiah Williams missed all last season towards Achilles back in October. Um, it's, it's been a slow rehab process for him. What we were told he technically committed to Illinois earlier this off season. Then he committed or decommitted from Illinois. From what I was told, there's, there's two, two rumors out there. One rumor is they saw his medical records and they kind of said, all right, well, shit, like, dude, you're not even gonna be ready this year. Like you gotta, you gotta figure that out. So, uh, that's one rumor as why they quote unquote dropped him, didn't drop him. And then the other one is that there was a rumor that he was involved with something with the Iowa State gambling scandal. But everything I've read about the Iowa State gambling thing has said nothing about basketball whatsoever. I know it's not public information which players were involved, but uh, it, I think it was baseball and something else and wrestling or softball. I forget what it was exactly, but I know for a fact it did not say basketball or football because those are the two big major programs at every school. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's that at all. I do think it's more the medical records thing and him not being ready this year. So that's where it's a little intriguing that Rutgers is going to pursue. Plus it's his second time transfer. So he needs a waiver. And if he couldn't get a waiver at Illinois, I don't know what makes you think if Chicago native couldn't get a waiver at Illinois. I don't know what makes you think he's going to get a waiver in New, Jer- New Jersey where he has zero connections whatsoever. Is there workarounds to that? Technically there is a workaround because the NCAA is deathly afraid of being sued by just about anybody right now. They've already handed out con- a ton of checks, so they don't really know what to expect. Um, but, for example, his former Temple teammate, Jamil Reynolds, apparently is kind of claiming that Temple botched his rehab, and now he's all of a sudden eligible at Cincinnati. So maybe Iowa State botched his rehab, or you say it did, and you get him <laughs> eligible. Um, he's pers- Jeremiah has personally told me that he thinks he'll be good to start the season, but everything I've heard is he's probably going to have to sit out this year, whether it be waiver reasons or injury reasons, nor do I think he'll be a hundred percent to start the season because an Achilles is no joke. Like ACLs we talk about, like, cause it happens all the time, like eight months, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like even Kevin Durant, I think took like 11 months and that's, that's Kevin Durant with an NBA level rehab process, NBA, everything training staff, uh, probably his own personal training staff, staff, to be honest. It was um, more than that because Katie oh, tore his Achilles in the right? finals and he sat out the following year. Yeah, for the Nets. Yeah, I, I miss him still. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he sat out quite a bit of time. So it's a weird addition. I know they'll take him along with Austin Williams. So it's a weird addition if they do just because it takes up a scholarship for next year when you have Ace, Bryce Dorch, Lathan Somerville, potentially Dylan, potentially Ace Newell, mm-hmm. and you're just going to throw another ship on there. So that's where it's a little intriguing and I don't know how I feel about it too much, but he is a great, great on ball defender. Yeah. You can get a defender to mix in with that scoring crowd. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I don't want people. I know you just mentioned Ace Newell as as a possibility. I don't want people to think that we're saying that Rutgers is in a really good position here. I think nobody really knows Rutgers threw their hat in the ring. We'll see how things go. But, uh, 
yeah, they're clearly, you know, bringing in a big class in 24. <clears throat> and to, to have a guy like Jeremiah Williams, who, you know, if he doesn't play this year, he has two years of eligibility, you know, how, how valuable will he be uh, on the team in the future? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the other thing is, like, the Temple guys keep telling me, like, they're like, honestly, obviously, he got hurt. Like, it's not a great scenario. Achilles is, is a rough injury. But they said he was a great team guy, uh, potential team leader down the line for them before he transferred, obviously. But uh, on top of that, he also um, – oh, that's interesting. I don't know why they posted that. But uh, on top of that, he also uh, – I can't even talk right now. Very good on-ball on defender. And if you – like I said, if you could slot defender some, you need a defender for this team. Like, don't get me wrong. Can Dylan defend? Yes, he can. Can Ace defend? Actually, Ace is pretty good at the defense. He's an elite can, defender. Ace. Yeah, Let's just... like <laughs> – can uh, Asa Newell defend? It looks like he's a pretty good shot blocker, so that's great. Yep. Like, I, I prefaced this by saying there's a good chance he probably doesn't end up a Scarlet Knight, but whatever. Lathan Somerville is a good solid defender in the post interior. Um, but I, putting like a lockdown guard type would be perfect next to Dylan. Mm-hmm. And oh, especially yeah. one that can like can kind of create his own, not create his own shot, but create his own shot a little bit. Uh, and Jeremiah Williams, I think that'd be a perfect fit. And it makes a ton of sense. But when you look at the potential of who would want to, like, you don't know really who would want to join this team next year, especially if you add Dylan too. But it's a risk. Maybe you push someone else out and just say, yeah, see you. Sorry. Adios. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, it is what it is. I think it'd be a, a great addition for Rutgers. I'd be a little shocked if you didn't commit, to be honest. Yeah, if they get him on campus and Pike can really – pitch him i think he would be committed as well but just to give you guys an expectation is that he probably doesn't play next year maybe he does he thinks he's good but uh, a lot of people don't so dbd um the last basketball thing i have here is the scarlet open is this sunday Um, i'm sure some of you are signed up for it if you are not uh sounds like an awesome event they've been putting out a lot of great materials on it on uh social media like having having all the players photoshopped into you know professional golfers and giving them nicknames and stuff like that um there is still very limited availability if you would like to attend and have not uh if you would like to attend you could dm the night society either on twitter or instagram uh about your interest or you can email uh geo at nightsociety.io that's one word no hyphen so geo at nightsociety.io if you're interested in attending like i said limited availability uh, for this event all of the proceeds go towards Rutgers basketball this is an event that i think is going to be a huge hit and something they'll probably do every year um is there anything else that uh, you wanted to, to hit on about the, the scarlet open there rich no i'm trying to look at these photos it looks like I feel like Noah Fernandes was photoshopped over like a tiger photo because it's the red yeah. shirt, but I could be wrong. Uh, Andre Hyatt, I don't really know whose photo that is. I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. that one out. That's a that's a tough one, but that's a really good edit. Like you zoom in and yep. like you don't see any like crops or anything. That's that's a good one. That's a really good one. But um, yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it already, it's all over social media. Steve Peichel's done videos about it on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, etc. Um, I believe there's individual tickets too. So if you don't want to yep. like participate in the giant open thing, which is like, I think a couple grand. Um, you could also just go and just, just watch or be a part of the dinner or be a part of uh, whatever you get to meet all these players too. So if you're a big Rutgers basketball fan, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. Every single Rutgers basketball player will be there. All the coaches, the sports staff, each 
I think each assistant, Steve Peichel, and each player will be the captain or one of the captains on each team. So Correct. if you are a part of this, you will be on a team with one of Rutgers basketball players or coaches. So it's a great time. It sounds like a great time. It's a great way to, you know, talk to these players, you know, ask them the burning question you always, always had, whatever, whatever, whatever your inclination is. Um, just a, a great event all, all together for, for Rutgers basketball. I couldn't recommend it more highly. Um, yeah. And this is just the beginning too. Like I, I know yeah. everyone wants to talk about like golf outings, like big golf outings. And I think they did this personally just because it was trying to gauge interest to see how many people they can get to sign up. And now I think that wouldn't, sh- I mean, maybe they do it again next year at a, at top golf because there is a lot of bays, but it's only 16 teams currently. Yep. I think you can make this thing 10 times bigger next year, but I'm, I'm already speculating and this didn't even happen yet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, uh, like you said, that's on Sunday, I believe it's at two o'clock or <clears throat> it's in the early afternoon. So it's not like yes. a nighttime event. Um, but again, if you haven't signed up already and are interested, 1130. 1130 to 4.30. 11.30 to 4.30. So again, contact the Knight Society on Instagram or Twitter. I believe their their social media handle is just Knight Society underscore at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can email Geo directly at geo at knightsociety.io. Um, and uh, I think that's it for basketball. We do have one football-related thing we wanted to hit on. Sounds like Rutgers football is hosting a pretty big recruiting event. Uh, they're having their yes, their recruiting barbecue. Um, I don't know exactly when. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us a little bit about that event and when that's happening. That's going to be July twenty eighth. Um, they're going to try to do this barbecue event for the most part every year because there is a little bit like open period. So some schools have like a camp at the end of July because you have a couple days to work with uh, recruits, get recruits on campus. Some schools just straight up have a barbecue event. Um, Rutgers did this last year. I think they're going to try to do it every year going forward. They're going to try to do a barbecue event where you get all the commits on campus. Everyone gets to hang out, play cornhole, blah, 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 eat food, yada, yada, a typical barbecue. Um, now this is where you're going to host most of your commits and top targets. So some of the notable names that will be on campus include Caden Brown, who could potentially commit that day and throw that one out there. Interesting. It's been future casted for God knows how long at this point. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he's one to keep an eye on for 24. 25s have two notable names that I've been able to confirm so far, and that's John Forrester, the running back out of St. Joe's Montvale, who's probably better suited as a slot receiver in my opinion, but that's besides the point. Um, Personally, after talking to him quite a bit this spring, it sounded like Penn State was making a serious push for him. Then Penn State landed a running back out of Texas, and they're being very selective with that second back, so now it sounds like Rutgers could be near the top for John Forrester. Um, so that's going to be a name to keep a close eye on, especially be because Rutgers is kind of getting back in the big North, which is weird to say, considering they lost their two big North coaches. <laughs> um, go figure how that works. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, the other big name I'm keeping a really close eye on, he's not going to commit this week, that weekend, neither is Forrester. So just let me say that out loud. Um, but one that I think is going to end up a scar at night when it's all said and done. And I'm really close to putting in a future cast for it. Is Michael Thomas the third? He's a wide receiver out of Donovan Catholic High School down in uh, South. So I got to be careful with that one. I'm, Donovan is I in think it's South Monmouth County, right? I believe. Ah, or actually, no, see, no, no. That's... Donovan is in Tom's River. Sorry. Okay. All right. So I, I think we is that where's that border? There's like a weird border in Monmouth I County. I think I think that is literally like right on the edge. It's it's. <sighs> I'm looking at the map. It's close. It would be dead center <laughs> of Central Jersey. 
we'll just call it the shore. <laughs> from, call it the shore. Go for it. From the, from the shore. Um, but he's actually a Saraville native, so I'm pretty familiar with him, pretty familiar with his game because he's from down the street. Um, his uncle was like one of the best players I've seen ever growing up uh, and Sean Thomas at Saraville. Um, great player, mind you, back in the day, but back in the day, geez, getting old. Um, but yeah, no, I think Michael Thomas has a really good shot to end up with the Rutgers when it's all said and done. It sounds like Shiano's already done a great job winning over the family, um, mm-hmm. mom especially, and we, we know how that kind of works. We saw it with Corey Duff, win the mom, win the recruit. Yep. Um, so I'm very, very close to putting in a future cast for him. It might not happen anytime soon. It might be a way down the line thing, but pending some like Georgia coming in and offering, which they won't, I don't think. I think uh, there's a good shot. He ends up a Scarlet Knight when it's all said and done. So keeping a close eye on him. Um, but I'd probably just say Kaden Brown's the one to keep the closest eye on in terms of 2024s. Yeah, I love Michael Thomas' game. Um, it's good. Plays, you know, a bit of a smaller school. Uh, Donovan Catholic's not really known for um, producing a lot of talent, but they have gotten a lot better mm-hmm. recently too. I think they had a lineman go to North Carolina um, if you like probably 10 years ago at this point, geez. Yeah. Um, but slowly, but surely, um, making their way back up. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to cover before, uh, we have a surprise guest on the pod? Um, we have a surprise guest on the pod. I don't even know who the surprise guest is. Yeah, you'll find out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like I should know that probably, but, uh, yeah, no, um, I think that's really it. Um, stay tuned for some news later on this month in, in terms of uh, facilities. That's all I'm going to say on that front. But, uh, yeah, um, you could speculate what you want. Uh, you know what? You go ahead and I, I want to see your best guesses on uh, in yeah, the comments. Your best guesses in the comments um, about who, where, a, what, you, what facility you think it is, but there will be big announcements at the end of the month, like you said. Yeah, make it a little fun. Um, should be interesting. Other than that, I don't. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, um, to to the I guess to Rutgers fan or someone who, who who's sitting outside Saquon's house yelling at him. Oh, that's hilarious. Barstool Rutgers. Like. Yeah, Rutgers Barstool. Somebody was like, Saquon, I love you. Take the deal. Do right now. Sign the contract. Well, I mean, yeah, he's still got to sign that. Dude, I I don't know how I feel about that one, but. It's not a Giants pod, unfortunately. It's a Rutgers pod, so I'm just going to... It is definitely not a Giants pod. <sighs> I forgot you're an Eagle fan. <laughs> yep. But we'll wait and see what happens. We could have some new... Oh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So oh. I've, I've talked to some of you guys about this, but I got a puppy recently. His name is Chet. If you're watching on YouTube, you get to see him. He is an eight-week-old red golden retriever, and he's been sleeping this whole time incognito on my lap. Right. So There you go. I know people Great. have been asking where he is, but here he is. So here's Chip. <laughs> Hashtag Golden Retriever, and our views just go. Whew. Yep. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, is that the special guest? I feel like I forgot about this that. This is the special guest. Okay. Yeah. I, make a try. I was like, yeah. do we have another pod going? Like, I forgot. No, we don't. Just wanted to uh, throw that into confusion for some people. Yeah. He's still tired, man. Yawning. I know. He's been clonked out. It must be the weather. Yeah. But, well, hey. Well, congrats. I said it to you. Thank you. Thank you. Say it it again. (laughs) Um, All right, guys. Well, thanks once again for listening. Thanks to all the people who have recently reviewed or uh, subscribed to the uh, YouTube, or if you've started following us on any of your favorite uh, social or any of your favorite podcasting apps, keep doing it. If you you are 
you should do it at this point. If you've listened to this many podcasts and haven't reviewed us, that's just, we're going to get a shame bell for you guys just to ring. Shame, um, shame, shame. shame. <laughs> Did you know that lady? Have you seen uh, uh, Ted, uh, Ted Lasso? Yeah. She's, um, so you know, yeah, Rebecca, the owner, that's yeah. her. The, the lady who rings the shame bell in Game of Thrones and I makes Cersei do the, the wow. naked walk. Yeah, that's the same actress. It's wild. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That's that's kind of <laughs> crazy. Yeah. That's um, a, I guess you never really see her hair. She has the... No, the it's non, just like a very thing. tight, like, she's wearing some kind of like tunic or something. Yeah. Okay. That's that's interesting. I didn't think about that. That's, uh, yeah. Well, that's, that's all I got. That's... Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening once again, guys. This has been another edition of the Nerd Report Podcast. Signing off. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.